0: Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast, brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here, just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. So, we're in for a little treat today. Uh, well, I always say that, right? That we're always in for a little treat, but that's because um, I think I've got some awesome guests. And today, uh, we've got Gordon Orlick of WebFactory uh, LTD on. And Gordon, it's a great story, you guys. They've got a ton of awesome plugins, and they are transitioning from Envato to pull all their plugins out of that marketplace, and it's a great story. But before we jump into that... Of course, I'm excited to share some SiteLock awesomeness with you. And did you know that one million WordPress users already turned to SiteLock for website security, and now they can be your go-to WordPress security resource. Visit their blog to learn more about the importance of website security, hear from the WordPress community in video interviews, and catch recaps of recent WordPress events. So go to sitelock.com forward slash WPChick forward slash blog. Again, that's sitelock.com forward slash WPChick. Forward slash blog. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I seem to have a little trouble with that one today. But again, you guys, I have been using SiteLock now for I don't know over a month, and am pretty pleased. Uh, I am wrapping up the tutorial, so that'll be uh, probably on my site first week of September. Again, uh wpchick forward slash blog. Now let's go ahead and jump into today's show. Thanks, Gordon, so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. And (laughs) every time I talk to you, we have a ton of fun. So I know this is going to be great. Um, So let's let's jump in. And before, I always ask this, but I, I love hearing the story of what brought you to where you're at. So if you could share a little bit of your background and what you were doing before launching Web Factory LTD, that would be awesome.
1: Okay, before Web Factory, that was a long time ago. Uh, so I have a degree in discrete mathematics. So I've been in and around computers for as long as I remember. And actually, before I ever touched PHP, I did C and C sharp in college. And at some point, somebody showed me PHP, and I was excited because I thought it was really a great tool for doing small projects. Mm-hmm. You know, PHP doesn't care about variable types and casting. It does everything by itself, which is a great thing when you come from the world of Java or C Sharp mm-hmm. when where everything is quite rigid. So I did PHP for a couple of years, I'm actually a Zen-certified engineer. It was quite popular during my, my college times. Everybody wanted to be certified. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that ever got me anything besides <laughs> the listing on their website. Yeah. So I got seriously into PHP as things usually go by accident. Somebody asked me if I can fix their website. And I went in, I had a look, and I saw that this was a great opportunity because even then I realized that you can't really make money by developing stuff from scratch. I like to call it implementing. Mm-hmm. I think the money lays there. It's not like you can implement without knowing how to code, but it's different if you're just joining mm-hmm. modules together than coding everything from scratch each time. Mm-hmm. And Even now, when I see people doing custom CMS stuff, regardless of using some frameworks, I think that each time they do a new project, they really do a lot of repetitive stuff that WordPress really kind of takes care of itself.
0: Yeah. Sorry, really quick. I was going to say, I am surprised when I keep seeing new CMS platforms pop up. I'm like... and, and again, I'm not a developer, so coming from a user side with WordPress, I'm like, why wouldn't you just use
1: WordPress? Yeah, and seeing the number of sales on ThemeForest for, uh, what do they call it, custom admin uh, templates. So that's just HTML. Mm-hmm. Maybe a bit of JavaScript, but there's no functionality in those templates. There are templates that do like a thousand sales in 20 days. So I'm thinking somebody's buying this and then implementing in a custom CMS by hand. There's no automated process of doing that. Yeah. I don't know who's doing that and who's buying that. I really don't. Because I can tell you that's not a 5-minute job to do uh to implement something like that. So obviously there's this whole niche that people just love custom cms's and there are quite a few laying around i don't know how popular they are obviously not as much as wordpress yeah but there's definitely market for that and it's not declining
0: what you know it's interesting is i have um a, a gal that i'm helping with her podcast she's a client of mine and she said you know wordpress was just too confusing and that she's using wix works right yeah and I yeah. logged into it and I was like huh <laughs> just anyways but I you know again it's obviously like I'm not um, objective when it comes to WordPress but yeah it, it's quite fascinating so let me ask you this let's jump in t- so when did you launch web factory LTD
1: this specific company was launched six ish years ago five and a half let's say prior to that I had a PR company and we were doing okay, but it really wasn't something that I loved. Too much blabbering and <laughs> doing nothing, that's something. Lots so of meetings. Did, yeah, a lot of discussions about how are we going to do things. And then in the end, it's always the same press release with five Corporate sentences that tell you basically nothing, or they give you one number telling you this quarter we had 5% more of something, and then you have to write, I don't know, a thousand words about it. How am I going to do that? <laughs> you increased one number. Yay, you can tweet about it. <laughs> so I didn't like it. Yeah. And then I went back to programming and Web Factory. And we were doing quite a lot of client work, PHP, and then we started WordPress. And as things progressed, we started doing less business with clients and more of our own plugins. Mm-hmm. And that's when we started doing Code Canyon and Tim Forest. And a few years after that, if you asked me if I wanted to do something for you, I would say, if it's not WordPress, we're not touching it. Yeah. And we still live by that motto.
0: Well, it's certainly keep, I would think it makes it way easier to keep your focus and...
1: It's not focus. It it Maybe it was five years ago, but if you want to be focused today, you would have to say something like, if it's not, uh I don't know, easy digital downloads, we're not touching it. Saying that you're doing WordPress today, I think that's not really focus. It's better than nothing. But with the, with the huge market share and the amount of people using WordPress and specialized hosting and specialized this and specialized that, I don't think it's that specific anymore.
0: Well, now it's not, but I mean, I think when when you started, right? Yeah.
1: It definitely was. And people were looking at me strangely saying, you're going to go out of business. You know, nobody's going to be using that in two years or. (laughs) but obviously they were wrong.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is I've said that to people in term uh, who are looking for just kind of finding a little space within WordPress. I'm like niche, niche down. And if you're not a developer or a programmer, you know, documentation and training, there is a huge opportunity there to find something you love and just create content around it and teach it or create a product around it because, you know, developers and, and companies that are putting these tools out don't necessarily have the time to do
1: that knowledge base, right? Definitely. That, that's always a scary move to do. Like you want to make sweaters for three-legged dogs <laughs> and everybody's looking at you. You're, you know, you're insane. How many dogs with three legs can there be? But the world's a big place. And especially in the WordPress ecosystem, I really can't think of anything that anybody's doing that has not a lot of people around it or that the market is too small. Because you can pick a popular plugin, again, Easy Digital Downloads or WooCommerce or anything like that, and then specialize for something specific in that plugin. And again, I think you're good and it is scary because you're always thinking oh crap I won't have 20 million customers I will only have 10,000 but it will enable you to do a better job
0: it's going to enable you to do a better job as well as the likelihood of being found organically unless you've got a lot of money for paid traffic you're going to get found organically much quicker when you niche down it was Years ago, I, I sort of carved out a little space showing like the everyday user how to use Genesis. Cause I had so many people that were confused on how to do it and it was accidental. I was just creating videos on how to do it and one thing led to the other. I don't do a lot of that anymore, but that's where I realized I was like, wow, you know, you can grab onto something and dive into it deep within WordPress. And like you said, 10,000 people that are really focused and you're solving a problem for is a good customer base.
1: Yeah, and since we moved away from the $5 plugins and $10 per hour customizations, and I think that prices will definitely go up even more, and people are now more used to paying for WordPress stuff. You no longer have to explain. It's free, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, obviously somebody else educated them, which is great. Uh, so if you have 10,000 customers or a 100 or doesn't really matter how many... I think that's enough. Mm -hmm. And as years go by, you're going to have more and you'll be charging more. So I'll think you're golden. I mean, again, it is scary. Definitely is scary, especially when you're starting out and you're not making enough money and perhaps you've quit your day job to pursue something that you love. I know it's scary, but anybody who's thinking about it, find a niche and like stick with it.
0: I love that. So there's a couple directions I want to go in, and because for everybody listening, you know, I will have a list, uh, a link, of course, in the show notes to Web Factory's plugins. Um, they've got OptiNinja, Ninja, Security Ninja. They've got a ton. I'm not going to list them all out here yeah. for you, um, but but let's talk a little bit before we get into you know some of the the tools that. You know, that are some of your more popular plugins, but I'd like to talk a little bit about getting into the premium plugin space. And I know, you know, our last conversation was great and I want to share some of that. But in hearing this, like I love that you said we're, we're past the five and $10, because it's fascinating to me that in a marketing space, like marketers will spend $300 on a piece of software year annually. They don't think twice about it. And, and yet there's, there's still a little pushback. I, I do think it's shifting on the WordPress space of what I have to pay $47 annually for a plugin. <laughs>
1: so what yeah, are your thoughts well, mar- on all that? Marketers are specific because they are buying a hammer and they are reselling a service. They're going to use that hammer and they're going to charge that service times 10. So it's going it, to, they're just investing. And it's clear to them. I buy a hammer, I hammer down 10 nails, and I even out. The next 10 nails I hammer, I'm earning money. It's clear. For people that are making websites for themselves, and I don't know, they need a map plugin. For them, in my opinion, that relation is not as clear. Yeah. Because, okay, I'm buying the 10 or $50 map plugin. OMG, it's a waste of money because they can't really say, I'm going to get 10,000 visitors on my webpage and out of that 10,000, I'm going to convert 100 people. They're going to come in my store and buy ice cream, so I'm good. It's a bit more difficult to get a clear line from investment to conversion to money. Uh, obviously, with clear copywriting, And a clear landing page and a few well-written sentences, you can get around that to some degree. But depending on what you're selling, somebody else may have done the user education for you, like with marketers, Mm -hmm. which is absolutely great because I'm quite certain that wasn't so in the beginning. But now they know they have their mailing list and they know that they have to get their emails out. And they are willing to pay, let's say, one cent per email because the emails will be delivered. 10 years ago, you would be sending those emails from your, I don't know, Hotmail account or your AOL account. And the delivery rate was like 50%, if so. Mm -hmm. But they're clear now. I'm paying one cent for one email But I'm selling a $97 product, so I'm getting my money back. Yeah. Now, the people that are trying to save some money by doing the website themselves and not paying a third party, they obviously expect it to be to get everything done for free. And let me emphasize, you can do that. Absolutely. You can, but. It's not going to be as you imagined it if you want to do it for free. You have to compromise. So I don't know. The button's not going to be blue. It's going to be red because you picked a free team that only has red buttons. You want to get the button blue? You need to buy a plugin or learn CSS, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> which you're obviously not going to do. So as the market grows and people realize what free means, In really what it does mean and that it does not mean my time forever and ever. They will be willing to pay more and eventually they'll realize why is it a yearly fee. Now coming from Envato or Code Canyon specifically, uh, I can tell you that they made a decision X years ago in charging people only a one-time fee, uh, obviously in today's terms, a very bad decision. But mm-hmm. back then, I don't think it was such a bad decision because you, ha- you had to explain to people, okay, so you're paying 20 bucks today, which gets you the plugin, the upgrades and support for one year. But then if you want to continue receiving updates and support for another year, you have to pay, I don't know, let's say 70% of the initial fee. So, you know, five years times 20 bucks, it's no longer 20 bucks.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, I think that we are in a more mature marketplace where we can actually charge per year and people understand what that means. And by all means, you can cancel your subscription after a year. And if you have any problems, you can click again. But maybe you don't need the latest version. Maybe you don't need uh, ongoing support. That's fine. Then you just pay for one year and you're good to go. The same thing with site licenses. Why do I have to pay a license for every domain or every website, whatever you want to call it? Well, mostly because of support. Uh, I'm not saying that you should pay the same amount of money for one site and a 100 sites regardless of support, but it's not the same thing to help you with one site and to help you with 10 sites continuously. It's really not. It takes 10 times the amount of time. So you have to pay 10 times more. Uh, stats have shown that less than half percent of people have more than five sites that's why anytime you see an unlimited license for any plugin basically it's just marketing people want to buy the unlimited thinking oh yeah i'm gonna install this on so many sites it's gonna burn out no you're not
0: yeah, the only time that unlimited co- is if you're an agency <clears throat> and you're installing it on client sites that you maintain or manage. But but yeah, or a lot of times that's what you see the licenses too. It's like one, three or unlimited.
1: <laughs> you don't need the unlimited. So I'm taking money out of my own pocket here, but you really don't need unlimited. Yeah. You're you're gonna be installing it on your local host, which doesn't count. Uh on your main site and maybe your friend's site. So that's two sites. Yeah. You don't need more.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit because this was a big conversation that we had in terms of using Envato and Code Canyon and versus selling on your own. And so I don't know how you <clears throat> want to approach this or the direction because I know you guys are looking at moving away from Code Canyon, right?
1: Yeah, we're definitely moving away. Um, that's not an overnight decision. It's definitely not an easy decision. It may go either way for us, but, uh, we're just no longer happy with a lot of things they do and the direct, the direction they're taking the marketplace. Um, I wouldn't actually say that this is the best choice for somebody who's only getting into the, Ecosystem at the moment because the competition is really, really huge and things around WordPress are getting more expensive from keywords on Google to things on Facebook. Mm -hmm. You can no longer, you know, get a click for a couple of cents. You for things like WordPress security, you will easily be paying five or ten dollars per click. So if you're boarding the train now and don't have any resources behind you, making it on your own, well, it's not impossible, but it's definitely much harder than just putting your plugin on Envato. If you put it on Envato, you're immediately going to get some eyeballs on it. Uh, people will start commenting. All of the people that are specialized in promoting Envato items, we have referral programs, will immediately start helping you, not because you're special, because they're just promoting everything. <laughs> and if it's any good, and if you invest any kind of time in talking to your customers and support and stuff like that I think that you can make like 100 or 500 sales within some reasonable time. Obviously, there are drawbacks. Since you're just starting, you will be paying a model fifty percent uh yeah let's rephrase that that's half <laughs> so it sounds even worse if you're doing good, the rates will come down to thirty percent, and it's not like they are not doing anything for that thirty percent it's just that for you as a beginner, it will be a lot more than it is for me who have been selling it for five years and have 50 plugins. So for that 30%, they will handle money. They will handle plugin hosting. They will handle a lot of things and primarily they will get you traffic. But since anyone can get a plugin on Code Canyon, okay, it has to be Reasonably normal, no, not a lot of bugs, and you it has to look semi-decent. But let's assume that anybody can get a plugin up there. You have to realize that you are getting I would say 10-ish plugins, 10-ish new plugins per day. So yours will be old in like 10-15 days. Mm-hmm. If you search for something your plugin will be found. If it has more sales, it will be on the top of the list. You know, everything's normal. But uh, it's a saturated marketplace. And Theme Forest, even more than Code Canyon. And I know that people look at Theme Forest and they go to top selling themes and they see a theme that's, that's sold, I don't know. 10,000 copies for 59 bucks in a few months. And they're thinking to themselves, crunching those numbers, oh my God, that's $2 million or a million or five, doesn't really matter. You have to realize that that's not one guy coding in his PJs 20 minutes a day. (laughs) No, it's 20 people working around the clock. And they are investing money in marketing. Uh, besides Code Canyon uh, and TeamForest, they are investing money in taking down illegal copies of their teams. Support. Uh, support is at least fifty percent of all expenses. Is support. Uh, they constantly have to uh, update everything. They have to keep up with all the shitty plugins in the repository and fix bugs that are a result of those shitty plugins because you can't say to the customer, well, your button is not blue because this idiot made it red. <laughs> you know, you you have to fix it because yeah, otherwise yeah. they get you one star and, you know, the button is not the right color. They, they really don't care about your CSS and some other CSS files. And why the other person put important on their rules, so you can't. That that's not a way to approach a customer. They just want the button to be of certain color. Right. So with the infinite amount of plugins and themes out there, you have to strive to being compatible with everything, and that costs a lot of money. And it's a it's an ongoing struggle. Uh, there's no winning here. (laughs) You can just minimize casualties.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no way to make sure your plugin is going to work in every WordPress environment because it's limitless in terms of how many variations of of plugins and themes you have to try to make. You can't. You can't make it work with everything.
1: No, it's an ongoing struggle. No, you have a list of plugins that you think everybody uses, so you test against that. And uh, let's keep in mind that every three months, no, four months, you have a big new version of WordPress coming out. And this is one of the downsides of basing your complete business on somebody else's ideas. So if WordPress decides to put support for maps in the core, and you specialize in creating map plugins, you are screwed. It's over for you. You can't decide for them. You can't tell them, don't put that feature in because I'm selling it. (laughs) And as time progresses, a lot of features like that are getting included in the core. Mm -hmm. And I can definitely tell you that there were people prior to that selling those plugins with those features. So it definitely is a downside because you're relying on this whole ecosystem that you're not controlling. But I don't think that's such a big problem. And I don't think that WordPress will ever have core features that are as specific as people need it. Mm-hmm. So even if they put maps in core, which they won't, just to be clear, um, I think that you can always make a plugin that, I don't know, changes the pin color. Mm-hmm. Because again, an infinite amount of people equals infinite amount of ideas. So you can always find something for yourself. But I do want to stress out that each time a new version of WordPress comes out, the minimum you have to do is test your plugins and teams, and ensure that they are compatible with the new version. And in theory, that's like, well, 10 minutes of work, how difficult can it be? <laughs> it No, it can be rather difficult because the moment the new version comes out, you can't Google problems that you will be able to Google 10 days after when everybody starts using it. Bugs will come out, people will start talking about it. You know, you, you'll have 10,000 people with the same problem and obviously 10 different solutions for it. But before the version comes out, when you have, I don't know, Release Candidate 2, you won't be able to Google it. I'll, you know, a lot less resources will be available to you to resolve that bug, which is probably really simple, but you have to dig it on your own. So that costs money. And when you see people making a million dollars on uh, Envato, please take into account that expenses are huge. And I'm not saying they're not making a nice profit. They definitely are. But that's not one person coding in Starbucks.
0: Well, so from that perspective,
1: how big is your team? If, or- yeah, five people. Okay. But, uh, we don't do Code Canyon full time anymore. So it's kind of difficult for me to say actually how many man hours per month, uh, we spend on it. But I can tell you that we get around 200 tickets per month. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, a ticket being from one reply, one five minute reply to a thread of like 50 emails. So it does vary from month to month. Yeah. But each time a new version of WordPress comes out, uh, we have 50-ish items, and we have to go through each and every one and update and see if they work. So even if it's five minutes times 50, no longer five minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. So what is this process for you guys now, since you're working on leaving Envato and Code Canyon? For you know, if someone else is out there who's been in your shoes or has thought about it, how how do you go about doing that? I'm assuming there's contracts and agreements or something.
1: Actually, no. Oh. You just have a button. Button. You can choose temporarily disable item for unlimited time, or just uh, remove the item. Now, uh, we are bound by contracts uh, for support, and obviously, people who purchased the item from. Us on Code Canyon will get the support they paid for, but uh, other than that, Code Canyon is really, you know, flexible with that. As easy it is to put an item up, this it's with the same ease you can take it down. Uh, actually, the ease of taking it down is one of the reasons we are leaving. Uh, if Somebody says that you're copying something or that you're including some stuff in the plugin that's not properly licensed. They take it down. So they're, they're very fast on the trigger Mm -hmm. in that terms, but getting it up can take two to three weeks because their support is horrible. It's, it's just. For years, they weren't able to get their support to a scale which is required with having, I don't know how many million, uh, users, something like seven million members. Uh, it can take up to two weeks to get a response for a ticket.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: depending on how important that is to you, you can tweet, you can bitch, you can moan. But, uh, it's two weeks. Any reply faster than a few days, I would call a miracle. (laughs) And if you have something that's a bit more complicated, that can't be handled by tier one support, you can, you know, just take a chill pill, it's gonna be a week, or two weeks.
0: Wow. Well, you know, so the thing is, though, so outside of that, so I guess, obviously, it's easy then to shut it off, but you still have to there's that process of making sure if you're gonna take it off of Code Canyon that the infrastructure and the marketing plan and the plugin is ready to be sold elsewhere. So it might be easy to take it down, but there's still a process obviously in pushing towards marketing it
1: yourself. Yeah, all the links will get broken. Mm-hmm. So for most plugins sold in Code Canyon, when you Google it, first or first two links are to Code Canyon. Then I would say third link is your official plugin website. And then below it are either legitimate reviews or fake feed sites that just pull data from Envato. Mm -hmm. So when you remove the item from Envato, the page goes 404. Okay, not a problem. Google sees what's happening and they reshuffle that page with some luck i'm hoping Mm -hmm. uh, your links get pushed to the first place yeah but obviously it's a chance game and you can never tell what's gonna happen and let me emphasize that if anybody ever linked to your items they linked to Code Canyon because they want to get that referral juice going. Yeah. So all of a sudden, we're not talking about one broken link. We're talking about, I don't know, several hundred or thousand broken links. Can you email them? Well, obviously. Yeah. And you can tell them, look, we now have a better referral program, blah, blah, blah. But I would imagine, and I'm getting ready for this. That's a huge undertaking. Uh you can't reach most of those sites. People have just gone AWOL. Mm-hmm. They no longer man- maintain them. They're not willing to change the link. They're just not interested. They don't care that, they, that the link is broken. Uh, actually, whenever we try to market any of our plugins with some smaller WordPress-related sites, uh we came to realize that it's extremely difficult to get a hold of people behind them uh i really don't know why because i jumped
0: to chat with you i was like yeah let's get, let's get on skype
1: yeah you're really one of r- a few people that do that because uh for some reason maybe it's my approach maybe i stink <laughs> No, No, that's possible. Uh, They just don't reply or their contact form doesn't work or they don't look at their Twitter accounts or they basically have everything automated. They just spin articles so that things uh, look fresh and they automatically post stuff on Twitter and Facebook. So basically the site is dead, but it looks like it's not.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, because let it, let me tell you keeping such a site fresh with let 's say one post per day or a few per week that 's a job that that really is a job uh we 've recently started such a website it 's called w p loop mm-hmm. and we 're really investing a lot of time in it and it 's not easy to get some amount of traffic that one would describe as decent. Because as I've said, all of the WordPress related keywords and especially let's call them general ones, stuff that's been searched by the most people, that's really saturated. And with, I don't know, WP Beginner and WP Cube and,
0: WP you know, Lyft, yeah. <laughs>
1: Lyft, yeah, with t- 10-ish sites yep. like that, there's your first page on Google and other pages don't exist. I don't know if anybody clicks page two. So if you're not on the first page, you're not there. And if you're trying to do like the general articles, how to change something in WordPress, obviously everybody has such an article and that's not going to be good for you. Yeah. So maintaining such a site uh, is really a struggle. And you have to do your social media, you have to talk to your visitors, you have to comment and everything. So people get burned out in a few months. Yeah. And they, obviously when they start, they think that they'll be charging like 300 bucks for a sponsored review. And you won't be charging 300 bucks because WP Lyft is, is charging 300 bucks and they have a lot more visitors than you do. Yeah. It's like three zeros more than you do. (laughs) So if I go by a linear scale, if I'm giving them 300, then I'm giving you five bucks. And obviously nobody's going to do anything for five bucks. Even Fiverr is not five anymore.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, and even with that, it's funny because when I have, where I was talking about documentation and training, even same thing, like, I, I've got some decent affiliate sales just from stuff that I use and I just simply create content around it because I know me like don't if I have to do something for a paid review I'm going to feel bugged probably so it's a lot more fun to me when it's a choice and I'd rather get the affiliate commission because it's you know if you're doing traffic right to your site if you're engaging with your audience if you're emailing your subscribers the long-term value of that affiliate commission even though you might get it with the paid review also um it, it is higher to me
1: No, but it's not going to happen overnight. No, no. I'm talking about a site I've had for,
0: you know, eight years.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and Google respects that and visitors respect that. And as with anything in life, I think you got to show some backbone and stick with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, let me go ahead. Sure. Uh, No, I just wanted to say that maybe five years ago, things were different. And you can get into WordPress overnight. You know, you have one great plugin, it's going perfectly, but today it's different. And I'm not saying it's worse because again, I don't want to be the person who's educating people and paying for that education and explaining to them why they need a certain type of plugin Mm -hmm. or why they need to use MailChimp instead of uh, messing around with Outlook. So somebody invested some huge resources into explaining that they need an autoresponder. And now that that's done, we can create a service of our own and compete with MailChimp, which in my view is easier than explaining to people what the hell is this that you're selling.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Now that it's common, like any the, the autoresponder piece, as an example, it's simple. I mean, when I've found different, you know, I've tried a lot Um, and people get it. They understand it. I know in my space that they need to have that. So now when I can show them, here's a better tool to do what you already know you need to use, it's it's much quicker.
1: Cheaper or or whatever, but they do know what that hammer does. Yeah. It's not that they're looking at it and trying to figure out, you know, if it's for nailing stuff or holding the door. And that process takes years. So now that we are in a more mature market, obviously the methods of marketing and selling and creating and promoting, you have to evolve with the market. Again, not better, not worse. It's just different.
0: Well and don't you think it's funny because I think back to the different types of things I've written about on on my site and it's you have to evolve. You have to, you know, and your some of your customers or audience or subscribers, they may grow with you, they may go in a different direction. But to, like I I'd lose my mind if I was still writing about genesis, which it's great, but I I I'm interested in other things at this point. Um but I wanted to talk to you also. So with your company, and and I want to hit some of the best selling plugins. So you can we we gotta no pun intended plug a few of those. <laughs> um, but you guys also have a white label plugin and theme part of your company as well. So how is is that a how is that been? What portion of your business is is the white label stuff?
1: Well, we actually live off of that, so that's the majority of income. Wow, that's great. Uh, yeah, it's. In, in in a way, it's the same business as creating custom plugins for people that will then sell it, but it's also not because when you're white labeling software, people who want to buy it, they see what it's about. They can see if it works or not. They see what features it has. They can actually touch it. You know, it's there. hmm as like if you're buying a used house, okay, it is used, but I can see it, you know, I can envision myself in this bedroom, that bedroom. When you're coding from scratch, it obviously takes a lot longer and it takes a while to write the documentation and to discuss what's this going to be and what's it's not going to be. So it's quite a bit, lo- a longer process and with it more expensive. With white label stuff, again, it's it's not $5 because yeah. you're buying something that you will be reselling. Um, you only need the time to customize it uh, in terms of appearance and name and perhaps add two features and take three features out to adjust it to a certain audience. So you can be on your way within a week and you're getting something that's tried and tested. So, you know, you're not going to have 50% of pissed off customers within two weeks because you have some childish bugs Yeah, and you can basically start selling and marketing from the get-go. And for each uh, white label license that we sell, I'm very upfront and I will tell how many licenses we have already sold. I can actually show people uh their competition, what they're doing. Uh, that's not a problem for me. I don't think that's a secret. I mean, there's Google. (laughs) You can't really hide it. Yeah, that would be stupid. Well,
0: and there's so many tools that you can kind of backwards engineer to see what company... Yeah, Yeah.
1: absolutely. So no sense in hiding that. So you can immediately see uh, what other people have done, how that looks. And if you feel that you have... Either a mailing list or perhaps you're an agency that just wants to look better in front of their customers because they uh, figured out that they use this same plugin on each and every site, then they get a white label license and we customize the plugin for them. Uh, obviously, there are some reoccurring fees because you need to update it. But if you're doing anything with that plugin, anything reasonable, selling any reasonable amount of copies, it will be cheap for you. Because we're talking like an hour or two of customization uh, every few months. It's not like you have to call us every week.
0: Do you guys provide support for the plugin too?
1: Uh, we do, but we provide support for the person who white labeled it. We absolutely do not touch their customers. So <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> they, yeah, they first have to verify the bug and then contact us directly because we don't do that, you know, direct contact with their, uh, customers because that would mean that we're basically a support company. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't i I only have this one life so i'm not spending it that way
0: so that's great to know though i mean so that's a i think a lot of people um or developers you know i i had tried my hand having something developed and the support piece you have to really be prepared for that if if you want to do um if you're going to sell plugins or even a SaaS product or something you have to be prepared for that support no it's
1: it's not gonna take care of itself Mm -mm. Um, basically from simple stuff, like I didn't get my email, uh, I was charged twice or stuff like that. And you may be thinking, well, how often can it happen? That's not the question. Uh, it will happen. And people expect you to reply in some finite amount of time. Mm -hmm. Now I'm saying finite. Because if I say 12 hours or 24 hours or anything like that, uh, again, some will think that it's fast, some will think that it's slow, but you really do have to reply. And as little time as it takes you to do that, I can ensure you that you can't be doing your normal job, let's say developing and using your left hand to reply to tickets, That's not going to work because you're not going to be developing anything and you're not going to be handling your tickets properly. So you have to, you know, set aside an hour or two or five per day and saying, I'm now doing tickets or obviously hire somebody else. It will not take care of itself. As little tickets as you may get, I'm not getting into that if it's one or a hundred, but you will get tickets. You will have to go into PayPal and click refund and see what's going on with that payment, see why the email didn't get through, see why this person can't log in. There's a thousand little things that will happen. And as you grow and the amount of customers grow, obviously, you're going to get more support.
0: Wow. Yeah. Now, that's great advice for anybody who's considering this. Um, And. <clears throat> Why also the white labeling? If it's something you want to do, that sounds like a right way to go too. So as we wind down here, what are can you do? You want to share a couple of your more popular plugins, or what? Um, you know, what's a good place to start? I mean, you guys have quite a few products.
1: Yeah, we have quite a few. Well, for people that want stuff for free, uh, one of our most popular plugins is Google Maps widget. It has over a hundred thousand users in the repository. And we also have a pro version that adds a lot of stuff to it. But again, if you're fine with the free version, I mean, feel free to use it. I would appreciate it if you can give us five stars. Uh, but most people don't. So again, we're fine. Uh, one of what's us is popular. Okay. Yeah. The security ninja as the name implies, it deals with security, but it's. A bit of a different take on it. It's not your one-click fix-it-all kind of a plugin. It's for people who want to understand what's going on. Uh, It has over 30 tests that it performs on your website, and it gives a detailed description of what's going on so that you can fix it yourself or get another plugin to fix it. It also has add-ons. The most popular one is the Core Scanner. Uh, it's actually the perfect tool if you ever get hacked because it compares the files that you have on your server with the central WordPress repository. Wow. So if anybody touched any files, and I mean one letter in the file, it will say that it's not the original one, and it has the ability to restore it. So if anybody's messing with your core files, you know, any uh, malware has been injected anywhere, it will detect it and it will tell you that's not your original file. Uh, We also have the events logger add-on, which is great if you're dealing with customers and, oh my God, I did not delete that. It got deleted by itself. (laughs) No, it did not get deleted by itself. Here's the log. You clicked it on Wednesday. That's awesome. So, no, we used to get a lot of that. Yeah. Like, I didn't click it. And sometimes, let me tell you, shit does happen. Nobody clicked it. It went away. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. But it's like 1% of the time. Other 99, you clicked it. So, uh, you have this interface when it says who clicked what when. So, you you know what's going on your site, who logged in. Who activated the plugin? Who published a post? Who deleted the post? Everything, any event that happens on the site, you see it and you can deal with it.
0: Was that was that created out of a need to shut? Yeah, no, I
1: was just pissed (laughs) off one day and I was tired of hearing that crap, so we coded it. (laughs) That's awesome! And I
0: got an email from somebody I'd forgotten on a reseller account. I hadn't heard from this person for four years. Cam, what's going on with my site? I can't log in. I'm like, who is this? Like one of those. And I was like, have you been updated? I, I don't, I'm not paid for maintenance or support or anything. And I was like, oh yeah, people just blow me. No,
1: but you need to fix this. No, I don't. <laughs>
0: Anyways. Oh gosh, that's so No, funny. this is a
1: pure necessity. It really both, is. Yeah, both the core scanner and the uh, events log. Uh, the core scanner being that if you don't use a tool such as core scanner, um you then need to delete all files and re-upload that's the only way to ensure that they are original ones and the great thing with the core scanner there are no false positives so because it has the original file that it can compare it to there there's no way of making a mistake either it's the same file or it's not yeah you're not gonna, it's not gonna tell you this file is corrupted if it's not. There, there are no false positives, which is not something that we can do with teams and plugins, which we also scan, uh, with another add-on. The thing is with any kind of, uh, antivirus program or anti malware or anything like that, uh, you have your database of known viruses and their signatures and you look for them. Yeah. And that's cool. You don't have many false positives here. But you also have to take into account any uh suspicious behavior or certain suspicious uh patterns that you look for. When you do that, you get a lot of false positives. For instance, uh, even our plugins, so we search for certain functions in your PHP code. And when we find that function, I'm not telling you, that's bad. I'm just telling you that this function can be used and is mostly used for bad purposes, which doesn't mean that it's only used for bad purposes. But the problem here is if you're not a coder, you can't look at the code and know what's going on in 10 seconds. Yeah. Great thing about core scanner. You don't have to be a programmer. You immediately see it's either red or it's green. There's no middle ground.
0: That's awesome. So with these, I mean, again, <laughs> I could talk to you all day. Um, but lastly, just with this. So, and, and everybody listening, just know that we will have links to Web Factory and to obviously the core scanner you talked about. We'll have all those in the show notes. So just lastly, Gordon, what, so what are the, what are the plans for Web Factory for the rest of the year? What's coming?
1: We have a couple of big launches on JVZoo for our clients. We have to take care of that. Uh, During the summer, uh, we will start the process of removing uh, most of our, the most popular plugins from Code Canyon. And I think that will definitely keep us busy till the end of the year. And I am also hoping to grow WP Loop. It's six months young. So uh, we have some plans till the end of the year and I'm hoping that we will hit some uh, some of our goals in the end of the year traffic-wise and conversion-wise. Uh, that's going to be a lot of work. So it's never dull here so there's always something to do
0: that's awesome we'll we'll make sure everybody listening if you are a fan of those sites which i totally am we will definitely have links to wp loop in the show notes as well gordon it's such a blast talking to you all the time i'm so glad we connected and i am super excited
1: to share what you guys are doing with my audience thank you for your time thank you for having me and a big shout out to all of your listeners And yeah, I hope they click on some of our links, if not anything else.
0: Well, absolutely. And you know, like I see this, maybe we can do a webinar down the road when we're ready. But yeah, let's let's keep everything going. I'm super excited to keep playing to dive into some of the plugins myself. Sure. All right, everybody, you know the drill. Just hang on for one second and stay till the end where I've got links specifically that Gordon and I talked about. All of the links will be in the show notes, but hang on a second uh, just for the last little snippet. And as always, thanks so much for listening. All right, all right, all right. As always, guys, thanks so much for listening. You know how much I appreciate it. I was going to say how very much I appreciate it. If you haven't yet, of course, I'd love a review on iTunes. But if you want to check out the Google Maps widget, which Gordon talked about, uh, it is—I've done a handful of Google Maps for different client sites, and they never seem to be super straightforward. This one is super straightforward. So just go to the wpchick.com forward slash Google Maps and you can check out the Google Maps widget. Have an awesome day, guys. That is it. And can you believe it? We are winding down August. Wow, four months left to 2016. Let's make it awesome. Till next week.